Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. Good morning. So good to see you today. Can we let our worship team know we love them? They're just, we don't do that enough. Amen. Oh man, what a blessing and gift they are to us. And we honor them. Thank you guys for all you do here uh, to just create an atmosphere for God to move and see what we just saw a few moments ago. So praise God for what he's doing. Amen. Well, it's just good to see you today. I'm glad you're here. And if this is your very first time at Faith Renewed, I don't want to say just welcome to our family here. And we're just blessed. We're honored, thankful that God sent you today. And it could be the first time in the room with us. It could be first time on our online family and our campus there. But if this is your first time, we just want to tell you we love you. We're thankful that you're here. And just welcome you. So Faith Renewed Church, could you let our first-time guests know you love them? Come on, put your hands together. Yeah, yeah. Amen. We'd love to just see you find a home here, get plugged in, become a part of what God's doing here. This is, is there's a difference in going to church and actually being a part of the church. Huge difference. And so, again, we welcome you and invite you to be a part of that. And so, again, thank you for being here. But uh, I want to jump into the Word today. Anybody bring their Bible with them to church? Come on, if you are new here, we are a Bible church. We believe it is true. Every word, cover to cover, from the, the beginning of the dictionary to the end of the maps, if you remember those type of Bibles. Um, you know, but uh, if you have that, go with me. It's a little old school today, Old Testament OT. Would you go with me to Exodus chapter 33? Come on, yeah. Exodus chapter 33. Three and um, if you're a Uversion Bible app user, which is a very cool app, if you're not a user of that app, I encourage you check it out. Um, if you have a mobile device, you just which most everybody does, it goes with them everywhere, so you can have the Bible everywhere and uh, with you. So if you are a Uversion user, you love if you like this, we'd love for you to be a part of this live event taking place. You can click on more and then events and just follow right along. With me, I'm reading a lot today. I'm not apologizing for that. I hate it when pastors do that. I'm sorry for reading too much Bible to you. I, mean, I don't know. I come to eat. Amen. I come to get. I come to get, come to get the word, and so uh, I'm going to read that. And um, and so invite you to follow right along. It says this. It says Moses took his tent and pitched it outside the camp, far from the camp, and uh, and called it the Tabernacle of Meeting. And it came to pass that everyone who sought the Lord went out to the tabernacle of meeting, which was outside the tent, outside the camp. And so it was whenever Moses went out to the tabernacle that all the people rose, each man stood at his tent door and watched Moses until he had gone into the tabernacle. And it came to pass that when Moses entered the tabernacle, that the pillar of cloud descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle. And the Lord talked with Moses. And the people saw the pillar of clouds standing at the tabernacle door. And all the people rose and worshipped each man in his tent door. How many knows what's happening in the house 
can transfer over into your house. That's what this should look like. Amen. From tent to tent, this should be overflowing into, oh man, ah, each tent. I love this. Verse 11 says, so the Lord spoke to Moses face to face. As a man speaks to his friend, and he would return to the camp, but his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, did not depart from the tabernacle. Joshua was a bad man, if y'all don't know about Joshua. I'm not going to talk about him today, but Joshua was awesome. Um, then Moses said to the Lord, see, you say to me, bring up this people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name, and you have also found grace in my sight. Now, therefore, I pray if I have found grace in your sight, show me now your way that I may know you and that I may find grace in your sight. And consider that this nation is your people. And he said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Then he said to him, Moses speaking to God, if your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. For how then will it be known that your people, I have found your people and I have found grace in your sight, except you go with us. So we shall be so shall we shall be separate, your people and I, from all the people who are upon the face of the earth. Oh man, when you're with him and he's with you, there's a difference. There's there's a difference. I, there just is. I just you can't deny it. I just there's just is. Verse 17, so the Lord said to Moses, I will also do this thing that you have spoken, for you have found grace in my sight, and I know you by name. And he said, please show me your glory. Then he said, I will make all my goodness pass before you, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and I'll have compassion on whom I have compassion. But he said, you cannot see my face. For no man shall see me and live. And the Lord said, here is a place by me. And you shall stand on the rock. <laughs> so shall it be while my glory passes by. That I will put you in the cleft of the rock. And will cover you with my hand, my hand while I pass by. Then I'll take away my hand, and you shall see my back. But my face, you shall not, shall not be seen. Let's pray. Let's, let's talk to him. Oh, God, we thank you that we can see you face to face. We thank you, Lord, for the blood, the cross, the provision for the rock that we can stand in today to have face-to-face -face encounter with you, and we give you praise for that in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. Would you look at your neighbor and tell them, man, you look really good this morning. Would you tell them that? Yeah, come on, tell them. <clears throat> Amen. Would you tell the person on the other side, man, thank you for sitting near me. Would you tell them that? Say, thank you for sitting near me this morning. <clears throat> Amen. 
Well, I want to say this on behalf of my family and my, uh, my, my wife, and I want to say thank you for last week. What a, what a just an honor that you guys gave to us, and you, you do it not just once a week. Uh, you just you do it not once a year. You guys are just a loving church, and we're just so thankful for you. But thank you for taking time last week to honor us and um, such kind words that were spoken. So, again, we appreciate that so much. Uh, we are truly beyond thankful for the relationships that God's given us at Faith Renewed. I, I just, I'm, I'm telling you, I just, I talk to so many pastors that don't have what we have here. And so again, thank you for making this place what it is. And so we're just honored and blessed by that. And I um, also want to say this thank you for just loving us right now as we're going through, uh, you know, tough time, I, I guess is how you can describe that, you know, interesting season of, 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 of time. Um, if you don't know, um, my, my dad, my earthly, my dad, he went to be with uh, Jesus on Friday. And, uh, and so, um, I just was, I, and I, I hope that you got to meet him when he was here. I really, if you, if you didn't, I'm sorry, man. It, it, I will say this to you. It's worth serving Jesus and living for the Lord to meet my daddy in heaven. I mean, and that's just a side note. I'm serious. I mean, you'll get to see Jesus face to face, and that is, come on, that's, woo, nothing like it. And we're going to talk about face to face today. But, man, but to hang out with my daddy in heaven for eternity, you, you need to follow Jesus for that reason. And, uh, You'd be, I promise you it would be so worth it. But um, just beyond thankful for, for him and for the life that he, he you know, lived and gave uh, us. And so if you didn't, you know, again, didn't, didn't know, get to know him, I'm sorry. And, uh, but um, I hope you can see some of him in me. And, um, and of course, again, he's just, he's a real deal. And I'm just, I love him so much. And so, again, thank you for loving us through that. Service will be Tuesday at his home church at Tremont Church, and so, but um, again, just keep us in prayer, but man, I, you know, um, you know, if you don't know, he had dementia, and um, you know, 86 years of age, and uh, you know, he, he left before Friday, you know, so it was just, if you don't know how that disease works, it's a messed up thing, but I believe in healing, and so we prayed that and believed for that, and I believe he has received fully his healing today, and so, you know, again, that's what happens. Yeah, give God praise for the healing power of that blood we sung about. Amen? Yeah, so, so again, just uh, just thank you for that. I We're just trying to figure out, you know, never been here before, never been in this situation. I asked Angel, I said, do I? Do I not preach Sunday? You know, because, you know, we won't have the service till later on. Am I supposed to, like, stop and just grieve and not do it? You know, and she was like, what will your daddy want? And, uh, and daddy won't be up here sharing Jesus. That's what he would want. And so, and so that's where I'm at today, and so I'm thankful for that. I will say this, too. Uh, you know, church wasn't optional if your last name was Rogers. <laughs> Amen. And I, I, you know, I'm, when I was young, man, I, man, I hated that. I'm gonna be honest. So again, I, I'm just saying, if we have young people who appreciate, you know, I think that. And so again, but it wasn't an option, and it was, it was a priority, and we need to make that today the same way. Uh, you know, I, there's some things we've gotten away from in the old school. There's some things we need to get back to. Some we need to leave behind. But uh, making church a priority is, is one of those that we need to make uh, happen. And so, I'm thankful for that. Thankful for him. And um, again, so. He won't be up here, and so I, I want to be up here today sharing this, this beautiful word that God's put on my heart. But um, if you don't know, we're in a series. It's called Relationship Goals. And, uh, and just tell a person beside you. Again, I just want to feel this today. Tell them you love them. These times so precious. Tell, if you hadn't told them that, tell a person beside you. <coughs> yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, tell them you love them. Just make them make that a priority in your life. But we're in, it's called relationships. Go. We're, we're jumping back into that today. Uh, we're going to look today through the lens of a guy named Moses and, um, and, and look at today what I believe was a very special relationship that he had with God. Um, it was, oh man, it was a beautiful relationship. Uh, it, you know, it was one of those, like you look at some of the people in scripture and you're like, man, hashtag relationship goals. That's what, I, I like to have that. Um, I, you know, my dad was, was, he was one of those guys, like very close. We're going to see some, I think even some similarities and the two things that I'm going to share with you that God's put on my heart. I saw these in him. And so it, it's just important that today we, we can learn and, and draw from this. But I love the the relationship the Bible says that Moses had with God. He had a he had a face-to-face relationship with God. That is that's really cool. Uh, and, and again, I, I want to share two, just two today. Well, I know we got a big day, fall festival coming, so not want to hold you too long, but I want to look at these two things today that Moses, I believe, kind of had operating in his life. We need to have operating in our life, and I believe we can say, man, what Moses said. We'll see him face to face. We'll see him face to face in this light when we do this. And the first thing that I love that Moses did is that he did this, and we should too. We need to make a place for God. We need to make a place for God. Moses had this. Moses had a place where he would meet with God. I love this. We see here in this passage that this was called the tent of meeting. Adam, you spoke about this a few weeks ago, about a tabernacle. You referenced that. I think we may go back and take some time, and we're going to hang out, I believe, even looking at the tabernacle and what that represented and how, oh, man, what is what is what was said there and shown there and how we can learn from that. So I think it's very important, but I love this. Moses was very intentional in his relationship and about making space with God. And as we do this, this is what happens. Making space leads to face-to-face. And then it's just like every time when you make space, you'll have a face-to-face with him. And I've heard this a lot of times, man, I don't feel like he's close. Well, I mean, have you made space for him? Have you made the time for him? Because when we do that, this will set us apart from any other prophet, person, disciple, follower, because this is what Scripture says. Deuteronomy chapter 34, verse 10, it said this. It says, but since then there has not arisen in Israel a prophet like Moses who knew, whom the Lord knew face to face. Now that's wild. Now, now we'll, we see some of you like in the minute we, we read, you know, I know that like, man, you can't see my face and live. So what, how, how does that, that, that's terms that are used there that kind of like help us put a characteristic in the human form in a way that we can understand that describes something so sacred. And so this is what this was saying then when they would have these encounters. And then this is what I want. Now, I love like the dreams and the visions and those things that God gives are like really cool. That's just so, I mean, I think that's so cool. We have folks who, man, like, you know, like who study those things and God speaks to them in certain ways. And I love that. Uh, he, he's done that to me from time to time. And I, I love it when he does. But there's a difference in a dream and a vision and a face-to-face encounter. 
And it was, it was cool because like in these other like dreams and visions, go read some of those in scripture. It's wild. Like he, he would speak to like Ezekiel and he in a, in a dream, he was like, man, I saw him. He's like, like a wheel within a wheel. And it was in this, in like describing terms and weird, like you, they had dreams. Pharaoh had a dream like, man, this ugly skinny cow came up and ate a big fat cow. And that was God. That was just speaking that to them. Like read some of the dreams like, man, you know, like you have to have interpretations to some of that stuff. Because he does, not, he does not speak like clearly in that moment, like in this instant. Like there is some wild stuff in some of the dreams that you see in Scripture. So there's some crazy things there. But, but again, I love what happened with Moses. It wasn't like coming in and speaking symbolism to him. He wasn't coming in and just saying something like, I'm going to say this, but I really mean this. Honestly, that, that, I don't like to talk to people that way. I just don't. I don't, I don't want to kind of like that, that passive-aggressive kind of like throwing something over here and then hopefully they get something out of that. Maybe they take this away. I would rather just like face-to-face. Just tell me what's up. And then like that's what he had with Moses and God. Like they would just tell him. Like he would say stuff like, I'm going to kill them. Moses like, no, I don't do it. I'm going to take them out. They're, they're gone. I'm going to destroy them. He would just say so. It was wild. Numbers even described their encounter and their relationship like this. In Numbers 12, verses 6 to 8, then he said, hear now my words. If there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, make myself known to him in a vision. I speak to him in a dream. So those are cool. God speaks that way. And, and man, open, open your hearts and ask the Lord to do that and speak to you in that light. But he said, not so with my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house and I speak to him face to face, even plainly and not in dark sayings. And he sees the form of the Lord. Why then were you afraid to speak against my servant Moses? Now, it's wild because I believe, man, that Moses made opportunity, made space. I mean, he was out there from the very beginning, tending sheep. He was, he was watching his father-in-law's flock, and he's out there, and the very first encounter he has with God, he speaks to him. And it's wild, like, man, you, you see the burning bush from the get-go and the first encounter unroll, and, like, and they began to go, and it was like, man, he, he made this declaration to him and said to him, I want to use you to go set an entire nation free. I believe this, man. I was, I was reading it this week. I believe, man, it just welled up in my heart that God is making that call again. He's calling his people to be a part of setting an entire nation free. Not just a few people here and there, but an entire nation, entire family, an entire group of people. And so, again, that's the call today. And he is looking for people, listen, who will just say yes to him. Now, again, we have excuses. Moses had them. He tried to use them. Well, we do too. We do that. You know we do. But, man, he was like, man, I want to use you to set an entire nation free. I don't know if you know that part. I know a nation that needs to be set free. This in great bondage. You don't have to go across the world to find it. We're living in it right now. It's called America. And it needs somebody to rise up and to be a part of setting them free and delivering them from the bondage of Pharaoh that they're in today. 
We need to do that today. That needs to happen right now. Oh, man, and God's looking for that. He's looking for people who will be a part of this. And he speaks to Moses. And this is how it happened. He spoke to him. And they have like this back and forth. It's wild, man. Like, you know, like, so again, God, like, he doesn't shut you off when you're honest. So many times, man, like, if I say say that, then we're done. And then, like, no. He ain't going to let you go. But he, he, he ain't going to push you away either. So he does this. He's on his head, his back and forth. And then Moses gets to see some stuff. Wild. Like, man, seeing miracles unfold, waking up and food just fall from the sky. I mean, like water just busting out of rocks. That's cool, man. All this stuff, seas opening up, things parting open and just like walking in through. Man, it was amazing. God led Moses. It was like day by day, a cloud and a fire. And it was just like, man, dude, this is amazing. Think for a moment. Face to face, Moses' walk with God and how incredible that was. And so it was like an experience after an experience after an experience that he had with him. It was one after another, man. And he was using this. And I believe this. I believe the reason that it was is that, man, Moses made space for him. There were many people who were like, man, resistant to what God was wanting to do. But Moses made sure, I'm going to set this place up. I'm going to put this tent in order. And I'm going to go meet with him. We need to make space for him in our home. We need to make space for him in our office. In our jobs, man, we need to make space. Don't separate your job from Jesus. Don't, there's not a, there's not like we're going to do this Jesus thing Sunday and then we're going to do these other things these other days and then we're going to maybe slide him in on Wednesday if the week's going okay. No, we're like, man, every day, I'm going to make space for you. We need to make space for him on our calendars. Man, we schedule so much stuff, man. But if we're not scheduling stuff with him, making time. Moses made a time and where he set up this opportunity to realize, man, I'm going to go meet with him. And man, God didn't leave him hanging. He never leaves us hanging. There's never been a time, man. I have it like come and just like God with God and just like, well, you didn't show up today. Never. I mean, Never. Not one. Now, he did not show up the same way all the time. I quit expecting that. Some people don't think he's moved unless he moved the way they wanted him to move. And so that's not, that's not what we see. But he showed up, and he made space for him. And what, how cool is this? Like, man, he goes his tent and meet him, a cloud. <laughs> it's like, oh, man. He would just like come in. And every time you make space for him, he will come in. Every time. When we open up our hearts to him, when we, when we, when we live for him, he just makes, he makes opportunity. And he makes us a priority and he comes into our situation. Now Moses had a life that like I believe others envied. 
in line. Man, I believe they were jealous of some of the things that he had. But he did this, and, and he, he, made, he made opportunity, made space for God to come into his life, and he showed up every time. And this is what I loved about, man, what we see about Moses. And it's the second thing we can see today and learn from this is that we cannot let complacency set in in our walk with God. I'm... <laughs> I mean, it was amazing. I, I, I was talking to my mom this week and talking about how long Daddy had lived for Jesus. I mean, like my entire existence on the earth, I never knew him to not know Jesus. He, he, found, he found the Lord. The Lord found him. They had this face-to-face encounter way before I ever got on the scene. So it was cool to like think about my, my dad knowing him. And, and this is what I'm thankful for. Like he knew him this whole time, but it was like it was fresh every day. I mean, it, it was, it, I've, I've watched this happen. I've watched somebody like come to God and they're like, yeah, God, you're awesome. And, and jumping and praising and worshiping and honoring and like, man, telling people. And somewhere along the way, complacency sets in because, please understand this, the enemy hates with everything within him if you come to follow Christ. And will do everything that he can, any way that he can, to stop you and to pull you back. <clears throat> but he did not, Moses did not, and my dad did not. He would come in here, and when he would come, if you, if you remember, he would sit right there on that back row. And man, it was still, as I was a little boy, and sat beside them in church, I would hear him say, glory to God. Who glory? And I mean, and, and it did not, as he came to this church and I would be in worship and honoring the Lord, I would hear him back there and it didn't change. He didn't pull back. He wasn't as strong as he once was. He, was, he, he didn't have as much life in him and he didn't have some, but he didn't pull back from serving God. He didn't pull back from going after him. And man, I'm telling you, I love this. Moses wasn't satisfied with water from rocks. Bread from heaven. He wasn't even just satisfied with a cloud coming down. I mean, like, this is wild to me. Because this is what we do when we don't understand, man, that complacency will come in and rob and steal from us and kill and take away the joy that God wants to give. Because what I have, I've seen it. See, I've been around this table too long. Y'all honored us this, this past week. And I don't know if you know, this is now 25 years. We're in our 25th year of ministry. So now we've been doing this thing a long time. And I've seen it happen in my life when I let it. I've seen it happen in the lives of others when they let it. God move in their life. The Spirit of God show up, show up in this house. Even since we've been here, the presence of God filled the room. The glory moved. I was looking around. I'm like, man, there's not one person missing this. How amazing is that? I'm like, man, I, this is what I've prayed for. This is what I've longed for, to have a place because you can go some of them places where a few are going after him. few thinking about it. Maybe. Majority not. But you know what I've seen? I've seen those great moves of God happen. And man, let me tell you what I would do. I would be like, man, that week thinking, 
next week, bro, this the entire roof is going to explode. This building will catch on fire next week. It literally catch on fire. And we'll come in here sometimes. And it would be like, dude, what happened? Seriously, I've, I've, just, I've been here. Because what we do so many times is once we encounter him, we're now satisfied. And we wait till we get so far down to all the life problems come back in, to all the situations that we face rise back up, and then everything, and then we're like, man, I'm going after him today. You know what? It's amazing. What he does is this, clout, face-to-face. He's just gracious like that. He's just way better than we are. And so, again, he shows up, moves in our life, does this miraculous thing. And, like, I think he's thinking, too, wait till you see what I'm going to do next time. And then somewhere in us, it seems like, man, we pull back and we get satisfied and settled where we're at until we need him again. I don't want that. I don't want that for you. I don't want that for us because, man, this is what Moses did. He had all of these encounters with God, and then he was like, man, he said, I'm not satisfied. Because he knew something. He realized and he understood something. He understood, man, the reason that we got out of bondage was because of you, God. You didn't get yourself out. And if you're in bondage today, you know the one who's going to get you out, God. I mean, he's the one who's going to do it today. You're not going to be able to earn your way out, work your way out, pray. None of those things. Only God himself will come down. And he understood this. Moses knew, like he said it from the get-go, man. I stutter. I can't even, t- I'm not going to get up there. I'm not, I can't be the one who speaks and does this stuff. Guys, and I ain't worried about any of that stuff. I just want you and let me do my thing. And then this is what he does. So he does all this stuff, and it just and it's amazing. God, God knew that, and, and I love that. And what God's doing here and what he's going to do here, programs are not going to be the answer. Presence is going to be the answer. It's going to be the presence of God and his glory coming down, him showing up and moving into the room. And I'm telling you, man, we're going to see a new normal in this place. And I'm telling you, I'm so excited about what's going to do. And He, we will see it, we'll experience it when we refuse to be complacent and say, God, I want more. Thank you. Now, we should celebrate every victory. We should celebrate every move of God. But this is what I've seen so often. The previous move of God keep you from the next move of God because you're still focused on that instead of what God wants to do now. And so again, the new normal, I'm sick of the world trying to tell us what normal should look like. Amen. The church should be telling the world, this is what new normal is going to be. There's going to be a generation that goes after them. There's going to be a group of people who refuses to back down, shut up, sit down, we're going after God with everything that we have. We're going to pursue him. We're not satisfied. That's okay. It's okay. It's not like an insult to God when he shows up and moves in your life and then we sit back and say, God, give me more. I used to think that way like, man, I just need to be satisfied where I'm at. He showed up. I didn't deserve him. I mean, that's why I recognize that. I didn't deserve that he showed up and he did all this stuff, so I just need to be thankful. We need to be thankful. 
That'll affect how you worship and praise and honor and give God. All those things will happen. But when we say, man, God, thank you, but I want more. It's good because Moses was like that. You got to think about when he asked this question of God, like, man, who's going to go with us? Who's going? Like, God has just, you can think, man, rocks, bread, seas, clouds, face to face. Who's going? I'm going with you, he said. I'm, I'm going. But Moses was, I'm telling you, the dude was hungry. He was hungry. And, this, he, and, and he was like, okay, thank you. Now who's going? That's what, who's going? I told you, I'm going with you to the promised land. And he was saying this, man, and, I, and this is just where I'm at. I, I don't want to take a step without you. I sit there, there every Sunday morning and I pray before I get up here, God, I don't want to get on this stage without you. I don't want to do that, Lord. I don't want to try to preach your word and, and, and speak forth the things that you have written to this body. I don't want to get up and do that by myself. And so he was like, man, God, I, I want you to go. And this is wild because so many times I think this, that we just get focused on the promised land and we get focused on what he's going to give us instead of him. Moses was literally saying, I would rather be in the desert with you than be in the promised land without you. I don't want to go any place unless you're going with me. That's somebody who understood, man, I refuse to let complacency set in. I refuse to let this thing come back in. And so again, I love this. Bishop Tony Miller said this, and, and it's so cool. He said, God always lights the fire, but we are responsible to fan the flames. And man, I'm telling you that there's been a fire that's been lit in this house. There's been a fire that's been burned in this place. And man, what he is looking for are a group of people who refuse to back down and turn away and say, God, I want everything that you have for me. And so this is what he says. God, I want you now to do it this way. I want you to show me your glory. Show it to me, God. And then it's, it's cool because like you see similarities in scripture of where the things happen to the OT, it's in the new T kind of being fulfilled. And then it's like now still happening today. And because he says something, God tells Moses, he says, you know, if that happens, there's like side effects to this thing. You're going to die can't live like in, in the glory of what I'm speaking. You, you can't see. And I was thinking about that. And you know this flesh still dies when the glory is present. <laughs> some of you are wanting victory over, over some flesh things. I mean, and you're trying to like kill the flesh. You're trying to go after it. And if you get the glory, the flesh will die. It cannot live in the presence of the glory of God when he reveals himself. And so I've watched it happen. We get his glory, man, and people get set free. The pornography some of y'all are dealing with, you need the glory. That desire will leave you. When you see God move, 
addictions over strongholds and bondages and some addictions and diseases. Man, you get the glory. You get the healing. You get the glory. You get the victory. So, man, we need to go after the glory today, pursuing with everything. I want to say, God, show me. Now, thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing now. But, God, I want more. I'm telling you, man, I'm not satisfied. I'm thankful. But we're not there yet. So we need to quit putting on cruise control. We need to fan the flame. We need to push together. We need to go after him with everything that we have. And so, man, when we see that, we'll see the glory. And this is what's cool about, about today. So you don't understand this. This story's bad, man. This is a cool story. But it's even better today. I don't know if you know this and like how cool this is. 2 Corinthians 3, 17 through 18, it says, Now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. But we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. Just as by the Spirit of the Lord. So what we can have now, what we can experience today is a next level of move of God. When we refuse to be complacent, refuse to pull back, refuse to settle down. And let me go ahead and tell you this. Passion is not an emotion. It is a decision that you make. And so when we make the decision to be pursuers of God and passionate about him, and when we see this, we'll see God move. And I love this. I'm going to let the worship team come, and I'm going to read Martin 9, 2 through 4, because it says this, because I, I, I want you to see something here. We didn't have time to get it all. Man, that's, man, time went by way too quick. Whew. I, but I, I love something here, guys, and we got to see this, how, how amazing this is. We can experience glory to glory. And, and what I love is that, man, we get to see this and we get to encounter this now. And what Moses experienced there in the wilderness, what he experienced in that moment when God takes him and hides him in the rock. Think about this for a moment. A picture, a foreshadowing where he's like, I'm going to hide you, put you in the rock. And my glory is going to come by. You can experience me in the rock. Man, I started thinking about, man, the rock, Christ Jesus. I mean, the one, man, all other ground is sinking sand on Christ, the solid rock. I stand. Listen, I mean, when we can encounter him in this life, and this is what's cool. Moses actually got to see Jesus face to face. No, because you got to think, man, he had been praying for this, asking for this, and God was giving him a glimpse. That's all we can handle. That's why he gives it in stages. That's why he gives it in phases. And that's why we got to keep going back saying, God, more now. I'm ready. Okay, thank you. I've been faithful with what you poured out now. I'm, I'm ready. Because this is cool, man. In Mark chapter 9, verses 2 through 4, it says, Now after six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John, his boys, his peoples, and led them up on a high mountain apart 
by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. Man, that is cool. His clothes became shining, exceedingly white like snow, such as no launderer on earth can whiten them. Better than shout, tide, dead down wind. Come on, only, somebody, no, only a few people is going to appreciate what I just said right there. And this is what happened. This is, think about this. This is wild. And Elijah appeared to them with my boy Moses. <laughs> and they were talking with Jesus. What we pursue here on earth will continue throughout all eternity. And what we go after now will determine what we see then. And he's going after them with everything that he had. Oh, man, and I just love it like that. You know, God could have pulled, I know they were, they, there were examples of certain things, laws and prophets and all this kind of stuff. I think it was more than that. Moses wanted to see a Pastor Bill. Moses wanted to see the glory. And he said, I'm going to show it to you. Send my son Jesus. I'm going to let you go be in on this encounter and go talk to him now. I know you up here in heaven and me and you hanging and it's all good with the Father. But man, you love those conversations. I'm going to let you go have another one. Wow. Would you stand, man? But once you stand, this is the call today. Thank you, Pastor Bill, for your obedience earlier. Oh, man, it, it, if you have surrendered your life to Jesus, you, you want to know him. If you have not, today is that day of salvation. And if you have not moved already, if you need prayer, you want to give your life to Jesus, man, we're here. You can go to Connect. You, what, I mean, tell you, I don't want you to leave and miss this Jesus. He sees that good. He's that personal. He loves you that much. But if you want more of him, that's the heart. That's my cry. That's my prayer. And this is the, this is the day. This is not for like if you're a member of our church. This is like, man, if you just want more of God in your life. If you want to encounter him, if you want face to face, if you're like, thank you, Jesus, for what you did 20 minutes ago, 30 minutes ago. Thank you for what you did during worship. But God, I want some right now. I want you today. I want more of you in my life. If you want more of him, I want you to just to come and I want you to find you a place and we're going to go after God. We're going to just ask for this. Now, I've asked him to sing this song. If you're familiar with this song, Show Me Your Glory. That It is a beautiful, powerful message and it's a cry that, man, that I believe again, we don't need to get away from today. God, we want you to show us. We want you to reveal that we thank you for everything that you've done. But God, we are hungry for more. Oh, God, we're hungry for more. Man, we have seen God do supernatural things during this song being sung in this house. If you were with us, man, there was one time just during the middle of this scene, feather just came just right down out of the ceiling. The wildest thing. It's crazy. Some of y'all, I don't know if I believe that. 
I believe it, and those who are here believe it. Wildest thing we ever encountered. But you know what? I, I'm thankful for that. But God, what do you want to show us right now? What do you want to do right now? What do you want to pour out right now? So as we do this today, I just want your heart to turn towards him. I want you to make space for him today in your heart. Make space for him in your life. Just make room for him. And make this your prayer, God, more. Yeah, God, we're more. We're hungry for more. We're not satisfied. Lord, we want more of your glory. God, show us your glory today. We want to see you face to face. Face to face. Thank you again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you today. If you need prayer or a lot to support this ministry through giving, stop by faithrenewed.org.